Well, hello, friends, and how are you doing today? I hope you're well wherever you're listening to this. You know what time it is? It's time for some jazz. Here we are once again on the continuing series, Songs and Stories. This is a supplemental jazz edition, part 56. Five artists for you today. Two of them I've not played on this show before. So, both two new artists and two new compositions for you to enjoy. Let's get things started, because this is a new release. came out in 2021. This is Southbound by Chris Potter. Please enjoy.
should say, of legendary bebop icon, Red Rodney, who himself as a young man played along with the Birdman himself, Mr. Charlie Parker. So throughout the 90s, he's uh, he's been become become, uh, both an invaluable sideman and a very um, prominent band leader. It's featured heavily on the uh, 2000 uh, Grammy-winning album by uh, Steely Dan, um, Two Against Nature. Now, he's worked with all the big names in the industry throughout the decades. He continues to write new music. That track you just heard was released just this past year. I don't have an actual date on it. I'll see if I can find it for you and uh, provide you with the information you do need, because after all, this show is all about giving you details about the artist, their music, and their style. And as I searched through my notes, I discovered that this was released, released? <laughs> released in March of this year, 
I tried to make a portmanteau of release in March, and it failed miserably. I didn't intentionally try to make a portmanteau. Just sometimes my brain works that way. Mr. Chris Potter, a man who, as I said, we should uh, we should be hearing some more great music from in the very near future, as he's been on the scene for 32, approaching 33 years now. Quite a prolific career, if you ask me. All right, I have uh, more artists to get to today, and I'm going to feature uh, an artist next that I have in the past, but I've not played this track, and... Um, I'm a big fan of, of this woman's music. And I think you will be too. If I play this song for you, I know you'll love it as much as I do. This is the Yoko Miwa Trio. And this is Think of One.
from the album Songs of Joy, released in December of 2020. That's Yoko Miwa, the Yoko Miwa Trio, with Think of One. Now, Ms. Miwa originally hails from Kobe, Japan. And she started to learn classical piano and began taking singing lessons at the very young age of four. So you might say she's a bit of an overachiever. Now, she studied um, extensively in Japan for decades, up until 1997 when she was accepted at the Berklee College of Music in Boston. She decided to relocate there for what at the time was planned to be one year. Well, that one year has turned into 24 years. And I don't think she'll be making any permanent relocation to Japan or return to Japan anytime soon. And she's really set the world on fire, so to speak, in the jazz community. And she's respected highly in both well, classic circles and new jazz circles. Because I said, she moved there in 97 to study and never, ever looked back. Now, her band, her trio, has been together for over 20 years now, and as a result, they've released some brilliant music throughout the years. They've been highly acclaimed as one of the most musical jazz acts on the scene today. And I say musical in the sense that they're capable of playing pretty much any style of jazz with anyone at any given time. Not everybody has the ability to say that, but Miss Miwa and her trio certainly do. And she's a regular performer at the Blues, Blue Note Jazz Club in New York City, as well as the Lincoln Center, of course, where talking pre-pandemic, and now that things are slowly returning to a level of hmm, the new normal, I guess you could say, she's back to performing again. As I said, that album released in uh, December of 2020, when there was a lot of questioning about what, what was the world going to look like in a year from now. Well, here we are a year later, and as I said, things are slowly beginning to return to a bit of normalcy, the new normal anyway, despite the new strain of uh, Omicron that's been released upon the world. And I say released in that it's a new variant and it's just spread. I'm not going down any conspiracy theory things here today. It's not my style, it's not who I am, and that's not what I do. But enough about COVID. Let's get back to Miss Miwa and her music. She uh, studied at the Osaka College of Music, and uh, while she was there, she began studying jazz with organist and pianist Minoru Ozon, who was a very popular television organist and nightclub owner at the time. She moved on to the Koyo Conservati Koyo Conservatory. <laughs> I should edit that out, but I'm not going to. I leave the mistakes in because. This is done in a stream of consciousness, not stream of consciousness style. I'm not perfect, and I don't wish to be. I do wish to get better, of course. I always want to improve upon this craft, if I could call it that. Anyway, she uh, studied at the Koyo Conservatory in Kobe, and um, she dedicated herself full time to jazz. Like I said, she moved to Berkeley at uh, in Boston in 1997, and. The rest, as they say, is history, but the history keeps on writing itself, and this uh, 
woman who was born in 1970, so is now 51 years of age, does not look a day over 35, so I really would like to know what her skincare routine is. Maybe it's just the joy of music and happiness that keeps her looking so young. Nevertheless, I love her music, and I would highly recommend that you check out more of this, more of her stuff, because it's well worth your time and effort. All right. We're going to go back a number of years for um, a track that I've not featured before, of course, by an artist that I believe I've not featured him before. I would have to check through the volumes and see, but... um, You've never heard this song on this show before. This composition is from uh, Mr. Charles Ireland. Charles Ireland, Ireland. Happy because I'm going home. Thank you. 
Mr. Charles Irland from his 1972 album, Intensity. And that, it certainly is. A level of intensity, for sure, in his playing. Now, that album was unique in a number of manners. Um, highly, highly regarded by both uh, All Music and the Rolling Stone Jazz Record Guide. Uh, one of the, the All Music uh, critic, um, Review gave it four out of five stars, but uh, this comment struck me as sort of odd. It says, even if the performances on intensity weren't excellent, this Charles Ireland session would be required listening for jazz historians because it marked the last recorded documentation of Lee Morgan. Only two days after this was recorded at... Uh, Rudy Van Gelder's world-famous Englewood Cliffs uh, studio in New Jersey. Lee Morgan was shot and killed by his uh, common-law wife. You know, Lee Morgan, he didn't want to stick with just hard pop. He uh, explored soul jazz and fusion during the last years of his life. And his enthusiasm for soul jazz is certainly hard to miss. So this record featured, like I said, uh, Lee Morgan, of course, Charles Ireland, the uh, organist, along with uh, Billy Cobham on the drums and Sonny Morgan on the congas. A few saxophone, saxophone, saxophone players also in there, but they were uh, not featured heavily on this particular cut from this album. Like I said recorded in 1972, over a two-day period, February 16th and 17th. Van Gelder Studio. Now, Charles Erland passed away at the uh, rather young age of 58 um, in 1999. Died of heart failure. Sad, sad end to a, to a wonderful musical life. I mean, I've gone on about Lee Morgan in the past, and I'm sure I'll discuss him in depth and detail in the future as well, but Mr. Erland, you know, the man traveled from... Uh, rather extensively from 1988 until he died in 99, performing throughout the U.S. and abroad. One of the highlights was his uh, performance at the Berlin Jazz Festival in 1994. And I guess uh, it, it was one of, those, one of those nights that if you were there, you would never, ever forget it. So I'm told. He explored different styles, of course. This, this was sort of soul jazz with a little bit of fusion blowing in there at the same time. He also played blues and funk. Man was a gifted organist, and uh, you could certainly hear it on this recording. Okay. Going to change things up ever so slightly and uh, play you a composition. Sorry, I just bumped something on my console here. I'm going to play you a composition from the Fred Hirsch Trio. This is uh, The Man I Love. Thank you. 
Trio with their interpretation of the George Kerwin, George Kirschwin composition, The Man I Love. Originally recorded in 1989 and released in 1990. Now, the thing about that record it was recently remastered and re released from the album Heart Songs. Mr. Fred Hirsch. Of course, Mr. Um, Hirsch has, uh, like I said, been on the scene for quite a number of years now. Uh, first started back in uh, 1977 is when he began his career. He was uh, 20, I think, uh, 22 years of age at the time when he entered into the scene, onto the scene, came onto the scene. As a result, he's, uh, well, he's had a long and distinguished career. He uh, has been involved with um, music education as he's been on the... Uh, uh, board of the um, fac- board of faculty, or yeah, board of faculty, studies faculty. Mm. He's been a faculty member of the New England Conservatory since 1980. He's taken breaks every every now and again, but uh, yeah, he's been a member of the faculty for 41 years. So the man believes in education, which I mean, especially as a, a very accomplished uh, jazz musician, jazz pianist, one would. No major surprise. It was 1980, um, 
when the Fred Hurst Trio played at the uh, Newport Jazz, well, they were offered, sorry, they were offered a gig at the Newport Jazz Festival. And from there, the career began to take off. He's worked with some of the bigger names in the jazz industry, of course, but he's best known as a composer, as he has uh, recorded uh, more than 70 of his own compositions, which is pretty prolific. I mean, I certainly think so. Now, his influence has been rather wide. Um, It's been stated that, um, well, I mean, in no small... No small words here, I guess. Is, what do we do? I, I'm, I'm searching for a, a descriptor here, a superlative, I guess. Uh, Fred at the piano is like LeBron James on the basketball court. He's perfection. Interesting. Now, Fred uh, remained in the closet for a number of years, up until about 1993, when he decided to publicly come out. And uh, the, he announced that he'd been treated for HIV since 1984. Now, back in 2008, he fell into a coma for two months. Um, when he regained consciousness, he had lost all muscular function as a result of this uh, long inactivity, and he was no longer able to play. Well, of course, after some uh, rehab, he was able to regain his skill set, thank goodness. In 2011, he performed My Coma Dreams, a stage show written and directed by Herschel Garfine about the contrast between dreams and reality. Now, he's been an outspoken and uh, outspoken fundraiser and spokesman for uh, AMFAR, the American Foundation for AIDS Research. He talks about uh, services and education. Of course, these days with uh, UNU, I think it's called, it's the new uh, program that they're, they're you can see it if you watch uh, commercial television. You can see the ads for it. You uh, and you um, is basically a way to describe some of the new treatments for HIV and AIDS that you are now um, undetectable and untransmittable. You and you. So with new medications, basically the uh, the virus is undetectable in your system, and you cannot transmit it to another human being. So we've certainly come a long way in the in the way for medical research, and I'm sure that uh, Mr. Hirsch is very happy about that. All right, I have uh, one final composition for you today, and uh, I think you'll like this one. This is um, Keith Jarrett, of course. I say of course because the man's, you know, he's Keith Jarrett. If you've listened to this program before, you'll know that I've played a number of his compositions throughout the uh, the last year and a bit. So this track is titled The Wind-Up. Thank you. 
Keith Jarrett from the album Belonging, recorded um, between April 24th and 25th, 1974, at the Arnie Bendixson Studios in Oslo, Norway. Now that record still stands up today when you consider that it's pushing 48 years of age. It um, didn't use a lot of electronic effects or any sort of studio wizardry or trickery. It was just straight-up brilliant playing by uh, Keith Jarrett, of course, who you could hear is vocaling, vocalizing on piano. Jan Gabarek, who was the tenor and soprano saxophonist. Pale Danielson playing the bass. And Jan Christensen on drums. Now, that record um, was the one that brought forth some controversy some six years later in 1980. One of the tracks on the album, Long As You Know You're Living Yours, which, by the way, is also the uh, theme song for CBC Radio's Writers and Company. Well, that track um, was alleged by Keith Jarrett to have been stolen by Steely Dan for their 1980 album, Gaucho. Uh, Co-writer Donald Fagan later admitted that he loved the track and was strongly influenced by it. So Keith Jarrett sued for copyright infringement and was then added as a co-author of the song. Of course, as I've talked about in the past, Keith Jarrett's no longer able to play after he had a stroke. He lost the ability to um, use the motor skills required to play the piano. So he is kind of uh, suffering both emotional, emotionally, physically, and psychologically because he doesn't know what he is if he's not playing the piano, which is uh, a terrible tragedy for a man who had such a long and brilliant career. Keith Jarrett. All right, we have reached the end of today's program, and I hope you enjoyed uh, my selections for you today. I don't know what day you'll be listening to this or what time you'll be listening to this, but I do hope you enjoy it. I try and record these throughout the week and release them on Sundays, because as of late, my Sundays have been rather busy, and uh, last week I noticed I was late in, in releasing the show. I have no doubt the same thing will probably happen this week, because I've got a busy weekend ahead of me. Nevertheless, I hope you've enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll come back for more. And if you like what you hear, please feel free to share and subscribe to the Mixcloud page. Music is a gift. Let's share it with everyone now. Until we meet again, my friends, take care. Bye.